welcome to the Warm Down episode 32. I'm with Dan and Dave, and we're here to review game week 11. Yeah. Yeah. Game week 11 at a Premier League. And we're going to do it how we've done the last two weeks. We're going to analyze one game because it was another big one, another one involving Man United, sadly. And, but there's a lot to talk about of that. And then we've got a lot with managerial seconds that happened this week. So when we go through the results, we'll talk about we'll talk about them. Um, so we'll start, as I said, at Old Trafford. It was the Manchester Derby, Manchester United versus Manchester City, and it's 2-0, a walk in the park for Manchester City. An own goal after seven minutes from Eric Bailly. And you were kind of fearing that what happened against Liverpool could happen again. It didn't go that way, but Man City did score a second just on half-time, Bernardo Silva. We'll talk about that goal in depth because I want to ask you a lot about that goal. Um, and the second half, I mean, was just, as I said, they just toyed with Manchester United. Looked like didn't care about scoring goals. The manager did. He was a bit more animated on the side. Foden hit the post in the second half as well. But Manchester United really didn't have anything throughout the game. Um, we'll start with you, David, a Manchester United fan. <laughs> I think I don't know what you're going to say, but what did you feel of the game? It was basically men against boys, man. It was. It reminded me of the... Anthony Joshua Usyk fight. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not gonna sit here and cut. But it was levels, basically isn't it? levels. Just levels, man. I mean, there's just they were toying with us. We were just out of sorts. We didn't look at it, a cohesive team. Man City were very well coached, well drilled. They were very confident going into this game. I, mean, I don't even want to get onto the lineup. Um, the midfield's atrocious. So you can get onto get onto the lineup, get onto the lineup, and we can talk about tactically what you what you saw in the game. But let's talk about the lineup. You went with the back to the back three. Obviously, Varane picked up that injury in the Champions League, so Eric Bay started in the Premier League. Um, you wanted obviously Fred McTominay. The wing backs were Wambasaka and Luke Shaw, but they played more as five at the back than three at the back. Yeah. To be honest. And then up front, it was Greenwood giving a nod to partner Cristiano Ronaldo, no Cavani for this game. Just go for the Manchester City team. John Stones was backing up as a sending off a Laporte. Midfield, Gundogan, Rodri and De Bruyne and up front on the right, Gabriel Jesus. Kind of that false line was kind of played by Bernardo this time. It's like they just rotate. It's kind of taking the piss, to be honest. And Phil Foden was slotted on his left-hand side. So Jack Grealish was put on the bench. Yeah, for this one. I think it was even there. So, yeah, David, what do you think? Line-up and then um, tactic. I mean, the line the lineup is not, not surprising. Yeah, you don't need a, a crystal ball to know what type of team that Oli's going to choose. Obviously, I know Ferran got injured. I believe he came back too soon. And I'm not surprised why he got re-injured uh, re against Atalanta. Obviously, Bayer coming in. I was quite happy about that, Lindelof. But, the, you know, the midfielder, I just think, you know, 
things have not been working in that midfield, why do you continue to persist to play these same players? Con- continuously, there's no consequences for these players who play badly, consistently get keep on playing. And I, and I feel sorry for the people on the bench. You know, I always mention about guys like Donny and but guys like Tellez, guys like um, Sancho, Dallo, you know, they must be looking at the bench and thinking, well, when, when am I going to get an opportunity to play? And the same players who make up the same fuck-ups, who are Oli's favourites, keep on getting presented opportunities and still fucking up. And Oli, again, has, you know, has a, the tinted glasses on and just continues to play his favourites. So, again, the lineup it is what it is. We just don't have no substance in that midfield. And I, I, at the moment, I can't trust Fred and McTominay, man. They're diabolical, man. I mean, both of them combined. I mean, they can't. We don't. We don't have no emphasis to keep the ball in midfield. We're up against a team like Man City, who are very good at controlling the midfield, playing the ball very from defense to attack, and we just we can't live with them. And the one the one thing it is as well when Man City keep the ball, what I notice is that you know they're, they're very good at making the opposition tired. You know, it's very tiring chasing the ball when Man City keep the ball as well as they do. And the, the players that we have, especially in that midfield, it's just shambolic, man. Just try something different, man. Um, you know what? I, I, was, I wasn't I was surprised, but I think what kind of set the tone, especially when you play Man City. When you play Man City and you play them at home, that first 10 minutes is key. And you've got two choices. You have a partner bus or you go at them. And I'm not, I mean in attackiveness. I mean just like tackles, pressing, just just dog them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Do a couple of fouls. Just set the tone and let them know that you're not going to have all day on the ball. You're not going to take the piss out of us. Manchester United went for the, I guess, for the um, the first one and, and basically sat with their back five and and allowed Man City to come on to them and on the break they couldn't get going uh, yeah, it was just as I said once City get in a mood and get in a flow the only way of breaking that up and even that you know what's going to happen is, is scoring a goal if you get a moment and you can take it but then you, you know what's going to come back after it's going to be a non-slot again and, and I just thought that It's a derby, man. Just start the game by just being in their faces. Foul. You know what I mean? Get the crowd on your side. And I just thought that th- them sitting back like that was just sitting the, the wrong message to the players. It was already about survival. Obviously, listen, we understand what happened against Liverpool. It was your last league home game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We know what happened there. So that's obviously in your mind. You're thinking, shit. Let's not get battered again. Let's let's not concede in the first 10 minutes, which happened anyway. But, yeah, it, it's, it was just negative, man. Um, Dan, did you see the game? Uh, I missed a bye goal. I came in about 10, 15 minutes into the first half. What, what, was... did, you, what did you think from what you saw? I think it's like we've said before, the, you, you just see the, the, the big difference in class between, between the two of them. It's, and I think it's like they was, the, the way they were set up, 
wasn't like you'd expect a home team in a derby to go. It was, it was so on Manchester United. Like, could for for a city game, or even any kind of derby, kind of form or yeah. whatever, should just go goes out the window, and yeah. you play you play hard. Yeah, 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 I mean, you say like I know we're not talking about thing, but North London derby, Tottenham could be the past few seasons have been well above us. We've been thing. But then the times you could look at it and be like, you wouldn't tell thing, but there's just so much heart because they buy into it. Mm. And it's it just non-existent, man. And it was... Same culprits again. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and it's like, but we keep saying about Oli, man, about how he sets up his team and this and the other one is up. Do you know what's going to happen? He's going to have his next result. He's going to get get a win or something and then he kind of gets himself out of trouble and then we're going to be back talking about this break again. You know what? We've, we've been saying that, but I don't see it this time. I, I, Ronaldo... Do you, do, you think, do you think the players have given up on it? I think there's a lot of unrest behind the scenes and I think now, all of a sudden, now I think there, now there's, there's been a lot of things coming out in the press about they're questioning, especially Bruno, man. Bruno, our influential players, questioning Solskjaer and the coach, coaches, the tactics, the direction of where Man United is supposed to be. I, I don't think they fully respect Solskjaer. They think Solskjaer as a, as a guy, a nice guy, you know, harmonises the group. But in terms of taking Man United to the next level, I, I think a lot of people behind the scenes, the players, they don't, they don't trust him. Uh, I think they respect him, but they don't. They don't fear him. They don't fear him. They don't... I think he's like... You think it's more they just respect his accomplishments of what he's done in the game rather than him as a coach? Mm. I, I think that there's a common theme at United, I think, is, is that a lot of people like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and they can't distinguish the difference between Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the legend, the club legend, who won the Champions League, to Ole the manager. Even when we lost to Liverpool, the fans in the stadiums were still singing Oli at the will. It's just, it's still divided. They, they love the guy as a person, but unfortunately, he's not capable enough to take us to the next level. He's got us to this this far, and it's time to change, man. And I think... He came in at the right time. He saved you lot. He did. He did. He, 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 he brought you back together when you was in pieces after Mourinho, let's be honest. Um, yeah, people crying basically, you know what I mean? People having breakdowns and need to see counselors after he left and shit. And Ollie came and, and Ollie was that counselor, you know what I mean? Ollie was that guy, he, he kind of brought the spirit back and stuff. As I said, like, I've been I've been against a lot what David has said. I thought David's been harsh certain times and 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 stuff like. But when I look back at it now, what David was saying, I think he was right. I don't take the Europa League result as in isolation. As I say, I'm not a fan of Manchester United anyway, so I'm not going to look at it like that. But it wasn't the fact that he didn't win the trophy. For me, it was the fact of what he did in the game. And it was the end of that season. So that season ends now and you've got to sit there and review and say, look, this guy, is, is, is this it? Is this as far as we can go with him? And I think, look, it's hindsight, as I said, but for me, they, they, they should have got rid of him in the summer. Now, I don't know who they want. 
as a manager. If sorry, he, sorry to, cut, to cut you yeah, there, yeah, I was going to mention, mention about that, that point about the Europa League. For me personally, that was a golden opportunity for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to show whether or not he's capable of winning the trophy. And, and his tactics during that Europa League final was, was shambolic. He was almost... These players were dead on their feet, no substitutions, and almost waiting yeah, to, get that to, was, to get to that penalties. That was ludicrous. Yeah, that was ludicrous. Yeah. And, and for me, that was even though I didn't like the didn't like the way that the direction of it going, especially towards the back end of the season. That was, I think, for me, the catalyst, the, the point where people for me was like, "This is a, this is the end of the road, like boys to men." He ain't good enough. It's time, it's, it's time for him to go. It's time for him to go. Because for me, that was the moment where Oli Gunnar Solskjaer could have changed my mind and said, look, he's capable of winning something. He yeah, had an opportunity. But, but the, no, but it's the Europa League. Come no, but on, David, this, this is what I'm saying. It would have just... We should be winning. But him winning that Europa winning League would have meant absolutely nothing. Yeah, but listen, absolutely that's second nothing. place. Let, let, me let me tell you something, yeah? Right. He's a manager. He is what you class as a manager. He is a guy who is 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 the the the, the figurehead when it comes to talking to his group. In he has his ways, and everyone has their ways. Some guys are, are their managers and their wankers. Some some guys are are nice guys and can get them. But you've got to have a mix and a blend. And for me, that coaching staff at Manchester United is not it. I, I said it on I think it was last week's episode. If you're going to keep him and you're not going to sack him, then you need to change them coaches. Because Michael Carrick, I'm sorry. Listen, all coaches, we don't know what they do. It's a long time ago about Carrick, McKenna and feeling, man. No, but we would would hear things. You would hear, like, already... Obviously, I don't know your fan base. I know, like, obviously, I'm a Tottenham fan, so I read things to do with Tottenham. I don't know if you see oh. things come out about Manchester United and you read up everything or whatever. But already Conte's been here, what, two weeks or something and there's rave reviews about his brother and, and how he is and the man management from every single one of his staff members and and even Ryan Mason. Now they're saying Ryan Mason today is like, he's not a soft touch. Do you know what I mean? Like, he'll have it out with you. Like, he, he, he's not a soft touch. He's not just there as, as their mate, which was kind of what people was thinking. Where, as I said, it's fine Oli being the head figure. As I said, I believe he's got the respect, but I think on footballing terms, I don't think he has the respect. I don't. I don't think he has the respect of players on the, on, on, on the footballing terms. I think they respect him as the way he deals with them as a man and, and stuff. And, and, and as you said, maybe looking back on his career as a player, what he's done for Manchester United, yeah, they look at him as a legend and a figure, but they don't respect his abilities um, as, as, as a coach. And there's a difference between a coach and a manager. And as I said, if you're a great manager, you best have a great coach and stuff behind you. And I don't believe he has that. Because is- you, as a manager, you're going to look shit. Because it's like Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson wasn't a coach. He was just a manager. He was just a guy you He had the ball. But as a manager, as a good manager, you've got the balls to turn around and be like, Mm. I'm shaking this coaching stuff up. Mm. Like you said, and then they'll just, they'll do what you want. Yeah. 
Because we, I mentioned it before, how he was like, okay, yeah, Kieros, oh, okay, that time's ridden out. We get McLaren, that time's yeah. ridden out. Feeling yeah. was a man, that time's ridden out. Smith. You know when, yeah, you know when to switch it up. Yeah. And I don't think Solskjaer has the balls to do that. But this, this is the It's problem. like he's waiting for someone above him just saying, yeah. uh, so some, some man's got to go, rather than he makes a decision. Yeah, himself. yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but he comes out in the media and goes, oh, this is world-class co- coaches. Yeah, but he's talking shit. It's delusional. Let's just be honest. It's, it's delusional, but that's, he's just, just, that's talking, the He just feels like he has to say that because that's yeah, but that, but, but that's the problem there because he, he never gets held accountable for the bullshit he comes out with in, 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 in the But the thing is, world-class coaches, but what have they done in the world game? But they can't coaching be world-class. Well, I'm that's saying, like but co- saying I'm a wise. world-class fighter. What have you done? Yeah, um, I'm saying I that's the heritage and environment. I'm saying United. character. Obviously, Kate went, went from retired and went straight to coaching. But I'm saying these guys, the only one who did, what, did, did stuff really with them was what? Feeling under, yeah. under Ferguson. Now, and McKenna as, as apparently has a good reputation. I know he was at Tottenham before and mm. he had a good reputation, didn't it? But Is that a good thing, though? <laughs> I was about to say that still. You wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so I had to that. <laughs> but nah, man. All right, let, let's let's. I mean, I don't know what more we should say about Oli. Um, all right, let's stick on Oli for a little bit. Let's talk about managers. I want to ask you a question. You see, in that game mm-hmm. for half time, mm-hmm. the decision to hook by uh, was that scored no goal. Basically, no, that's why he hooked. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, he scored no goal. These things can happen. But I'm saying, was At it least the right one? No, it was the wrong move. Because they were the one that said the, the game before, like he took his chance and he ran with it, and he was, mm. he was, he was a, playing well on his thing. Even so, um, Ollie was bigging him up, but what? Because you can see that the goal is thing. He becomes a scapegoat. But it's, it's, I don't it's think not... he was that bad to be deserved to be like, yeah. oh yeah, you got to be the one to go. But do you know what it reminded me with uh, Eric Bay? It's like when you watch a film, yeah, and and you, uh, the black man's the first one to to die in the film. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Eric Bailly was the one who's culpable for that mistake. So, but but Shaw and Maguire get away with it. Like, Bailly, there's several times here where he, he does a lot more than Maguire, but because he's Eric Bailly and he has that mannerism where he makes a lot of mistakes, he's culpable for... He's for, erratic, for all the Yeah, he's it's erratic. He's got, you know, a bit like Aurier, like you mentioned. But yeah. um, I don't know if it's a sickness in the, in the Ivory <laughs> Coast or what. Yeah, the war. It's not <laughs> the war. I can't lie. <laughs> must be in the, the water plant. Had he been had he been Nigerian, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been the case. But that's a another story for another day. Yeah, but you know what? Like, let, let, let's talk about this because it was a big talking point on Sky Sports. Mm. The second goal, right before our time, right on our time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh Lord, have whose mercy, fault bro. was it? From both of you's opinion, Dan first. Um, because who was it last man? Um, I put it on Shaw. Shaw was the last man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame. The hair. I know everyone say, "Oh, but goalkeeper should be on his toes this side the other." But he's there thinking this player's going to clear the ball. Or and yeah. then and then it was and I'm saying he's that close to him. That thing is like, I mean, and it kind of would it hit him in his chest or something. Yeah, it kind yeah, of went because yeah, yeah. it was that close. So I, I I wouldn't necessarily blame the hair. And then you consider the fact how he's kept them in games so far this season. Yeah, that's what they. He's come yeah. kind of come back into form, saving lives, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. That was sure because obviously he's got faith. He's got faith in this week. Man, he's the ball's coming at him. He's going to clear this, and it's kind of like, yeah. Let me just duck my head a little bit. So not Wan Bissaka or Bruno. 
Uh, they're all cul- culpable. They're I mean, all they're, culpable. All, they're all culpable. They're all way. culpable because obviously one from the other side, yeah, should have yeah, stopped the, the cross the or the, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but Luke, Shaw, Luke, saying, Shaw. Luke Shaw looked like he was just sort of like, what's well, coming at me? Oh, Luke, shit, no, no, no. And Luke he was like, Shaw no, no, no. did what Eric Dyer does. I said this to David <laughs> at the time. That's what Eric Dyer does. He leaves everything. Uh, Liverpool scored a goal against us last season. He left it. For the goal, yeah. you're like, you're handing responsibility to somebody else or just trying to be super calm. Like, I hate when defenders do that. Try to be super calm. I don't mean calm. to move, but where you are, thinking what? You, you think the keeper's going to come out to this? So he has to come rushing off of his thing and nah, be like, he, nah, he, nah, nah, nah. he was just He like, should have nah, dealt with that. He was like, it's just going to go off the pit. Mm-hmm. But, but Clown. Um, wasn't it? Bernardo hadn't given up on it. Damn, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that kind of... That kind of showed you the difference between the two teams because tenacity, the will to win, man. Yeah, the, the will to keep going and, and, and stuff. And I mean, listen, I don't want to output him again, but Wamba Saka. I mean, there Lord. was time, even Gary Neville mentioned it. There was a time down the left hand side where he came a bit forward and he, he left he left Phil Foden down the left hand side. It's many a time. His positioning was poor in that game. It was it was poor. I mean, the defense in his total, I know. Everyone had individually wasn't wasn't the best, but Juan Pazaka, like you mentioned, man, time and time again this season, I have to question him, man. Can I, I, I say this is this is world class coaching that set this up, though, man. But with this this <laughs> this, this, this is this is the delusion, the delusion's grandeur, man. I'm telling you at Old Trafford, man. But this is the thing: you change. It doesn't matter what system you play. And I thought they should have gone five at the back from weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as I said, in my opinion, Juan Pazaka shouldn't be right wing back because he can't attack. We made him yeah. look good. We're that shit. Yeah. We were that yeah. shit that day. We made him look good. He's you and terrible. Leeds United. You and Leeds United. Huh? I mean, the beginning of the season, I, I, I'm, I'm taking it a bit back. When we won 5-1 against Leeds United, I you can did imagine say it all still. the fans. The, the, the fans, it. everyone was getting going, top of the league, we're going to yeah, win yeah. the league. Rubbish. That's the only game that Tomney uh, 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 has a wonderful game. Everyone, everything was flowing because there's loads of space on the pitch. But when we get a team that is organised and who can play football, we get taught a footballing lesson. Like, like what happened on Saturday. It's gas, man. Um... Oh, but I want to say one thing, though, yeah? Did you see the, the round of applause that my boy Donny van der Beek got on the pitch when he <laughs> came on there? Yeah, it was a bit ridiculous got... to be honest. Yeah, Listen, because... you, know what, you know what it reminded me of? Yeah, it reminded me of like back in the day with the wrestling blood, the Royal Rumble blood, oh, where man, <laughs> the 30th, the 30th entrant blood, the final <laughs> entrant coming down the ramp blood, the fans went mad for Donny blood, the fan favorite man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, he came on for 10 minutes, it's a violation. Man. The guy is just mocking his life. Like, what, what is the point? Like, I feel sorry for him, to be honest, man. He looks like he smokes a lot of cigarettes. Like, he looks like listen, he's down. Like, he but needs to the, just listen, but kudos to Donny van der Beek because... The, kudos to Donny van der Beek, the level of professionalism, because all the fact, all the all the teammates now are coming out and saying they're baffled why he's not playing. Luke Shaw came out and said, if it was me in that situation, I don't think I'd be handling it the way Donny's been doing it. The level of professionalism that Donny is showing is first class. And under, yeah. I think... I yeah, go on, Donny, go on. And I think Donny for me has to wait. Wait and then he'll he'll get his opportunity. Once once we sort out this situation with Wait until uh, when? Until Oli's go. gone. Until Oli's gone. That's all end of the season. Well, let's, listen, his patience. Patience is 
he'll get his opportunity. The fans love it. Listen, then we're all singing in the in the rafters. Let man go in January, bro. Let him come to the lane and let him just. Oh please, if we'll he turns up Dele- in the lane, bro. We'll give you Delhi Ali or something. Oh, um, please, I, I don't want that that Delhi fashion Easter Ali, bro. Forget that. Let let um. <laughs> all right, let let's get your point on this, manager. What what? Not what should happen because we know what you think should happen. You should have gone about a year ago. But um, what what would you like to see happen in your perfect scenario? What would happen in, in, in an ideal situation? It ain't an ideal situation. He yeah, but just go. say you're what you think should happen. He ha- he has to, he has to go. I mean, he has to go, it, and then what happens? Okay. We look down the route, maybe of a you know you know an interim manager to the end of the season. And then get the manager that we really want. Because at the moment, look at the situation. We never wanted Conte, even though we know Conte's credentials. We go get an interim manager to the end of the season and then give us more of an opportunity to get the manager, see what the landscape's like and, and go from there. But then um, do you end up with another thing like the interim manager goes on such a tear and then they just give nah, him a contract nah, like they we, did to Oli? We can't do that. Yeah, that's what always happens. Yeah, no, we can't do that. I think we can't do that. We need to. This is this is an opportunity now, and I think United are, are looking at this as a, a golden opportunity to kind of land the guy. I know you ain't going to like this, but it's it's all roads are leading to Poch at the end of the season. <laughs> it's all loads. They're not going to. They've I'll missed out on the opportunity. <laughs> they've missed out on the opportunity of getting him last season when Oli couldn't. Uh, when we failed to make it uh, into the the next stage of the Champions League and we dropped to the Europa League, and then United went. Uh, Solskjaer went on a nice little run. I think now United are thinking we need to just. Wait, be patient, and get Poch. No, I, I think I said something to you. This is what I would think. If I was a Man United fan, and I wanted Oli out that bad, and I think you killed two birds with one stone. I've heard the links with Ralph Ranick, who currently isn't a manager. He's a director of football at Leipzig, yeah. Mm. Is you to Leipzig, it, I thought he was in Russia. No, I think he's in Leipzig. He's in Red Bull, one of the Red Bulls. Anyway, I would take him as an interim coach if I sacked Oli now. Yeah. Brought him in as an interim coach until the end of the season. Then at the end of the season, he becomes director of football and then hires your next manager. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. But that's what I think should happen. Because... As I said, you're at a point where what are you going to do Give it if you did ever sack him? Let's just say it gets really bad. Because if it gets really, really bad, they're going to have no choice. They're going to have no choice. There's nothing. You cannot just leave and, and see Man United in 14 for You just That can't happen. So the, the, thing is with, the thing with Man United now, the structure, I think there's a belief at Man United now that they come to a realisation that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer ain't the man for the job. The project that they've they've been doing for years and years, they've realised that he ain't the man. It's not going to be a problem getting rid of him in terms of paying his compensation, his staff and everything. It's about the timing being right, being able to make the right moves at the right time and identifying uh, the right manager to kind of take over and replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. That's Man United's thinking and they're kind of calm about it because they never plan to replace Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because this season was supposed to be built as a season where we were going to be, this is where Man United are going to contend and try and win the Premier League, compete with the other three. And it hasn't worked out that way. So 
United are not United are, are going to be very cautious and relaxed in the sense that they're going to look at the situation. You know that they might get you know they are going to get rid of him at some point. It's just a matter of when, whether it's in a couple of weeks' time or later on. But the, I think the key thing is is that Man United don't want to get rid of him. I think Ed Woodward, his last, he, you know, he's supposed to be finishing up his his duties by the end of the month. Uh, he doesn't want to have a resignation on his record. But then I'm hearing now that he's going to be uh, still be a part of Man United on a consultancy basis. So, and then what, uh, you know, someone else gonna, who's a, a part of the Man United fixture is going to come in and, 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 and do it. So it's just, it's just a mess at the moment, man. But I do eventually think that he's going to go. All right, well, I think when we get back from this break, Oli has to change the team. He has to break up that partnership. But also as well, to to mention, it ain't even about that. It's the legends as well. Your Gary Nevilles, your Roy Roy Keynes, that are just protecting Oli. was making it worse. But had had it been Van Gaal or Mourinho in in, in Oli's seat, they'll be slaughtering them. But I'm kind of, I respect Rio for coming out and saying, you know what, it's time for you to leave. No. I don't respect him. Uh, you've always you, hated man. You, well, you've always hated him. No, 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 no. But he's waiting for everyone now to get on his back. But and say but you're part of this some... little band that's just protecting Ollie for him to say, right, that's it, I've had enough. You sh- you're a dickhead, yeah? If you're a Man United fan, you didn't have enough last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, you're blind, mate. Michael Richards, man. That wasn't in isolation. That Liverpool result wasn't isolation. That was Mm. coming. You survived. How you got through to this point in the Champions League is outrageous. You lost to Young Boys. You should have lost to Villarreal. And and you've done the comeback against Atlanta. And you're still in the competition. And again, you did a comeback against Atlanta. All because of Cristiano Ronaldo. So... The signs have been there. As I said, you started the season well against Leeds. And I think after that, you've been shit ever since. And you've got shitter and shitter and shitter. And you had one recovery match, which was against us, because we're even shitter than you at that stage. (laughs) And anyway, fuck man. Let's talk about Manchester City. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about... You're hating, you hate on your own club, so what are you talking about? Well, I'm honest, um, man. I'm honest about the rivals as well, man. I'll give props to the rivals when I go, but you, blood, don't hate a race good run deep, blood. What praise can I give to Man United? Not at the moment, but... Exactly, right. You know I'm going to praise Man City right now. Um, <laughs> let's talk a guy in form. A Portuguese guy in form. His name's not Cristiano Ronaldo. And his name's not Bernardo Silver either. Because he is, but it's not him. Let's talk about João Cancelo. Um, what do you look feel on João? Average. No, I'm playing. Sorry? I'm playing. No. <laughs> He's just average. <laughs> Your face, bro. Yeah, go on. Nah, I was going to say... Because I think, who is it? Gary Neville was talking about he had him at Valencia or something yeah, yeah, like, yeah. when he's coming up and he was saying it was, you could see shoots of it or something but he's thinking but the growth in him mm. obviously in his not just I think towards the end when he was over where did he get him from was it in Juventus yeah yeah so there he was thing but coming here and then being cut under Pep he's it looks like he's gone to another level yeah he's, he struggled uh, at the start 
Yeah. He's up and down that wing. He's defensively on point, but then Man City don't really have to defend too hard when they've got all that possession. But when he's been called upon, he's been on it. And he's been a very good outlet going forwards. Clearly. On the left-hand side, he's playing at the moment. Yeah. And I know they paid money for him, but that looks like an absolute bug. Hmm. Like, he's like an extra his value has gone up, man. Yeah. He's like an extra midfielder. Yeah. Like, he, he, he can play midfield. Yeah, he can't play <laughs> yeah. midfield. It's crazy. Um, yeah, he's having a hell of a season. Bernardo's having a hell of a season. Kevin De Bruyne, I thought he played decent in that game. Quietly okay, but... I think of, he's still getting this. He's still getting this kind of thing back after the injury. So he's like, yeah. yeah. Imagine that again. The game against United, you can you can still you could kind of carry him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, he's one hundred percent. It's like no, he's, no, he's no, no, no. It's, it's definitely true. It's definitely true. I mean, the form that Bernardo's in helps. Yeah. And Phil Foden, okay. we know Phil Foden. Um, yeah. And they were playing Man United. Sorry, but they might as well not been at Old Trafford. They might as well been at the local park because they played with <laughs> so little passion. You know what I mean? In front of seventy three thousand or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, right. Should we it's move just, on? I, I, yeah, I was going to make one point about you yeah, know. I mean, Diaz as well. You know, he made some clinical stops, and it just it, it just shows how much it means. Did he have any defender to do? Fucking hell. I think he had a few, but but it's just the, the blocks they make and how much it means to them. It's just, yeah, City City just fantastic. It was just easy. And they didn't make no subs to add in, insult to injury, man. You know, what, and that's, you know what? That pisses me off. Because when this guy wants to cry about substitution, I want like 10 substitutions. What for? Half the time you don't make any stupid wanker. You know what I mean? It pisses me off, man. Because like you've got a ridiculous squad and then you're moan about not being able to use your squad or make substitutions, people getting tired and and whatever. So, yeah, it gets on my nerves, to be honest. But Man City, yeah, I mean, it was very simple for them, to be honest. Um, who's munching? Not me. Yeah, sorry, bruv, it's me. Oh, my cleat, man's matching in the white, man. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go through the... Come on, last box. week, when all I could hear was a commentary from the United game. Shit. Is it? Yeah. Did you hear yeah. it? Yeah, a little bit. Let's, it was low. Let's go um, the Southampton. Um, Southampton uh, versus Aston Villa. That was the Friday night game. Can I just quickly just say it just got nothing to do with the football? But Hassan who? What's happened? He's the boot. Nah, he switched it up. We've crept on though. We've crept on though. <laughs> yeah, nah, he switched it up. Man like Hassan who? He was tracks every week, that guy. Now he's uh, fucking dressed like a pro. He's trying to keep his job. <laughs> he knew he was getting on top. And they've improved since he started putting the suits on. Yeah. We'll get to Aston Villa, more importantly, after. Um, it was one goal... Which after three minutes won this game. Um, Adam Armstrong, I spoke about him last week. I said that he hasn't really been in the team. Um, but there's an injury to Broha, who who had come in the last couple of weeks and scored a couple of goals as well. 
Um, yeah, um, lashed it home, smashed it. Um, and that was the only goal in the game. Villa kind of pushed second half. I think they were awful first half. They kind of pushed second half, but I think um, the right... Like, this seems to be the thing with, with Villa. It was like, ah, oh, shocking first half. A switch up here and there, push it, but yeah. too little, too late. Yeah, besides yeah, yeah. the Everton game, anyway. But that happened in the Everton was... game, yeah. And yeah, but but it seems the to league... be the pattern of them, man. The Wolves was reverse. Yeah. Um, okay, this is going to take up a bit of time, probably. So um, we spoke about it last week. David came out with a statement that he didn't understand no. how Dean Smith wasn't still in the job. Was still in the job. Sorry. I said, if he loses this match, then the board are going to have some talks. They had more than talks because Dean Smith has left Aston Villa. What's he been there? Three years? Something like that. Three, four years after replacing Steve Bruce. He got them promoted. Um, What? what, I mean, David, I know you said last week that you think he was lucky to even get this week's game, but uh, can you talk more on that? Why, why do you think... I know, I, I remember you did last week, but just say again why you think you would have pulled the plug if you was on the board. I, I think he's kind of stagnated a little bit over the beginning of the season. I mean, I know they've had a bit of an issue, obviously, replacing Greenish is not too easy, but he's persistently played a formation which hasn't worked. And they've regressively got worse. And they've got themselves in the run now where they're losing games. And they're, they're losing games, you know, some of the games they lost, they shouldn't have lost. And I think it's got, they've gone backwards in their performance. And some players that have, you know, we talked about it before, you know, Watkins and Ings, they don't work well together. It's either one or the other. And that back three is unnecessary. And you need to get guys like um, Leon Bailey into the team. I know he's been injured. It's just the formation hasn't worked. His, uh, his, the way he's kind of, um, organised and structured his team it just hasn't worked and unfortunately because of that Villa have got have got progressively worse and I think it was the right time he's done fantastically well to kind of get Villa to where they are but unfortunately like sometimes I think it's you know you kind of need that change because I think if it continued they'll you know they'll be languishing down the table they, they, I mean they're not a, a team that I believe should be near the relegation zone but had it continued that form it would have gone that way. So I think the board had looked at it, analysed it, and I think it was the right time to kind of get rid of it. Um, Dan, what do you think? You think he's unlucky? Off the, off the start, he's after the season? No. But as a whole, you don't take it to the scenario of Jack Grealish? <laughs> a newer squad? I get that, yeah, he sold Jack, Jack Grealish went, but... You you were entrusted with a hundred million pounds to spend to replace what you lost, which I know is not easy, but to do a like for like. But you you invested that money in the squad, and you, in his own words, he's very happy with what he bought. You think he's had enough time with them though, with his new players? With his new, you know, I'm trying. I'm just trying to make a case. Of, of as I said, I, I believed if he had lost his Southampton game, he would have been. I mean, I think if it's one of those ones, 
could you make a case from having more time? Yes. But you haven't seen enough progression in the time that he has had from the start of the season to now. To say, to justify going, you know what? He deserves more time because nothing has got better in, the, in those, well, 11 league games and some cup games or whatever. There's no, there's no improvements. Yeah, the, only, yes, we know, the only one game he, he did play well at was at Old Trafford against us. Um, playing that formation, but it's us. So, yeah, again, not difficult. He, he played well against Chelsea as well, <laughs> um, but they lost that. But <clears throat> as I said, the thing where he's got no. But that's like he, the exceptions rather than thing. Like they got themselves up for a big game rather than hmm. it's, it's the week in, week out, and then yeah, the, yeah, the teams I, around I, you I that you're meant to be doing that. I mean, obviously, some people are going to look at the Wolves game. But again, as I said, they lost on preset pieces. But but the, the, the thing for me, as I said, is is the Arsenal game highlighted the manager. He was he was thinking too much instead of being ruthless. And, and as I said, the fact that he didn't change nothing in that game, you, took, you had to take the whole blame of that defeat on your own shoulders. Mm. And, and once situations like that start happening, then the board start looking and thinking, do you actually know what you're doing? Because you're persisting with this three at the back and now we're getting absolutely smashed in the game mm. and you haven't really done anything. You just sat there, hand on your chin and talking to your staff like you're going to change something and you didn't. Mm. I mean, I think situations like that, I, I don't know. I'm hearing, but things like, was he losing some of the dressing rooms? Because there's some players like Anwar El Ghazi, who was probably had his maybe his best season for Villa last season. Mm. And instead of playing him, they just changed the whole formation. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So instead of saying, ah, yeah. oh, you're, you're, I trust you, you can fill in the gap where, let's say, Leon Bailey is injured at the moment. Mm. You didn't do that. You said, nah, I'm going to change the whole formation and now not have a place where El Ghazi can play. Mm. I mean, I know Traore is out at the moment, but people like that must be sitting there looking and thinking, shit, like, you really don't fancy me because you just changed the whole system then rather play me. Do you know mm. what I mean? And, and I found that decision a bit weird. Where, as I said, I thought Traore and Ogazi done well for Villa. And I think Villa found a trusted kind of formation. So for him to go away from that, for me, was a bit strange when it clearly wasn't bringing you results. And the other thing is, yeah. sorry, you can say your point off, is, mm. is a lot of the time, he never saw anything wrong in the performances. He's always, he would always come out and say we played well. He would always say, nah, that we don't, like the, the Wolves game, oh, we were brilliant for, for eight minutes and we lost in the last... I, I get that one. Okay, Arsenal, I, I don't know what he said, but there's too many... Even us, against us, he made excuses. Oh, Son was the difference between the teams. No. The only way you were going to score in that game, or you did score, but... That was obviously, you took advantage of kind of a mistake defensively. Romero came out lunging. But you never looked like scoring in open play. The only time you looked like scoring was from Provence. Do you know what I mean? So 
I think he just defended the players a little too much. I know it maybe he doesn't he wants to keep that private, what he really wants to say. I, I don't know, but yeah, Dave, what was you gonna say? Yeah, I think he kind of because he wanted that five at the back, I think he almost kind of affected him from an attacking perspective. Al Ghazi, Traore would have been a would yeah, have been 100%. influential. And I, I think he's. He, I know he signed Bundia and stuff, and Bundia hasn't really been set in the world. Or like, I just feel that you've got a squad of players that who played really well. I think it's unlucky how they have not been incorporated to the team this season. I just think he he was so persistent on playing Concer, Twanzebi, and 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 Mings, and I think Mings is kind of again oh, he's, he's fallen off, fallen off. And I think you, I know he's a, you know he's, he's captain he's, and everything, but. Drop him. He weren't good enough. He, he yeah. had dropped him. He had dropped him. I think it was for the last game before this. But as I said, for me, body language wise, Tyron Mings, I see, I see arrogance, man. Yeah, I see arrogance. Mm. It's like he believes he's some top defender, and he's got the captain band, and he believes like he's yeah, a John yeah, Terry too. kind of guy, yeah. and he's, you're just not. I mean, obviously, What's... some people have mentioned that as well. Yeah, John Terry yeah. leaving and, and other things, but. Anyway, let's let's move on. So, but, uh, I was gonna ask you, oh yeah, you, sorry, yeah, that's what we want. So, yeah, go on. Yeah, I was going to mention about obviously he's gone now. Who who do you think uh, he potentially could be the new the new boss of Villa? Yeah. I mean, I heard Gerard link with a job. I think Gerard Hassan who and I know the. The, da- and the, the Danish, Danish, yeah, Danish. He's he's so ruled them, himself out though. He ruled himself yeah. out. Oh, he ruled himself out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was it was them four. So now it's down to three. Hassel, who, who, yeah, Martinez and Gerard. From what we hear, what, what I mean, what you say about them three candidates. If Martinez wants to get back in, happen. I mean, if Martinez wants to get back into club football, so I think it's move, it's a yeah. it's a good it's it's a good move. But then. Avoid like the players. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's learned his lesson because, <laughs> as in the as when we used to see him in the Premier League, no matter what team he was in, his defenses were very wide open. Yeah, shocking. They could be shockingly bad. They could score yeah. a goal, but they'd be shocking. I'm hoping yeah, sh- in international shocking. football he's learned some lessons. I don't think he has because his Belgian team is there. Cause he... But they do. <laughs> they do concede. No, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. He could be worth a shot because then coming in with the reputation of an international manager of the number one. Well. He has been the number one ranked team in the world. Could could whip someone in man into shape. Is is it too soon for Gerard? I think so. I, I, I just, mean, I wouldn't give it to him. Uh, again, I, I rate I rate Gerard as a manager, and I think he sooner or later he's going to have to jump from Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want think, him to go I, to. I don't want to go to a team that's just going to crush his his career so early. Do you know but I mean? then what kind of team would you see him go to? I don't like, know, but not like, this one. Like, <laughs> not right now. Danny, <laughs> Murphy, <laughs> Danny Murphy's given the talk like, oh, he don't want to go there because they're aiming to get into the Champions League. I'm like, are you smoking? Like, he's Steven Gerrard, a manager. Like, he's not Steven Gerrard, a footballer. He's managed Rangers, yeah. for fuck's sake. Yeah, he's made Rangers good, but... You're telling me he's a top four manager. You are high, mate. That's just biasness to me. I, like, I think um, Hasselhoofen goes to Villa and 
I think that could be a good because he has tight. He, I know he's had his moments where he's lost a couple of nine nils, but he's he, <laughs> but he's he's progressively got better. And he's always been a good technical coach, and I think the way yeah, he yeah. plays football, I think the Villa fans will, will, will kind of um, appeal to that. Yeah, and I think no. if you look, and I think if you're if you're looking at maybe an opportunity for Gerard to come in, maybe a Southampton is probably mm-hmm. the perfect team for him to come into. And manage because Southampton are that club where you know they've got they've got potential. It's a it's a club you go to to kind of get your form back up again. But they've got enough quality to stay in the Premier League, and you can build something on there. So that's probably a club I think Gerard. Not to say that you know it's a, a shoeing for Hasselhoff to go to to Villa, but that's the type of club I think Gerard should should aim and aspire to to go to. But I don't think he's going to leave Rangers this seat um, at this moment in time because I think I agree. That, He's done such a good job because, you know, Celtic have had such a stranglehold on the Scottish League. Obviously, Rangers have had their problems going through the divisions, coming back up, and they've kind of now dom- now dominating now, dominating and, and kind of they won the league last season. They're looking like they're going to win it again. I think he might assess the situation coming the end of the season. So I think, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to leave them halfway through the season like that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think he's got a bit of loyalty about Yeah. Where he wouldn't mm. want to just ditch them like that, um, and I think he'll assess in the summer. Obviously, that would rule him out. Um, Daniel more saying Martinez, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing him come back, but I don't know if he's willing to jump because what he's going to have a. I think he'll want to manage in a World Cup, you know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's what I, think I was thinking. It must be tempting to just say, let me just get through the World Cup. And one then last throw the dice, in it? Yeah, one yeah. last. Yeah, with, with that generation as well. Because yeah. a lot of them is probably going to be the last one as well. And you're saying, Hassan, who are you doing? You think it would be a good fit? Yeah, I think he's done all he can at Southampton. Um, I, you know, I think the next next step, the next project is someone like Villa who've got money behind them have spent well and the players that they have I think kind of will fit under that that system and the work ethic that he does because he he plays with such an intensity where he expects his players to press I think the players that at Villa would, would suit and I think um, appeal to his way of coaching so I think it makes a lot of sense I know a lot of people will be sceptical because of his past records but I, I generally do think it might be the best fit out of everyone because he's had the experience of being in the Premier League he has improved and I think logically, he's come. He's, he's a long list of Germans who've come in from the Premier League, and he's done all right. And his brand of football, I think, is appealing. So, all right, let's move on to Brentford Norwich. Um, strange what happened here, but Norwich <laughs> took the lead through Matthias Norman. I was talking about him last week. He's been impressive every time I've seen little clips of um, Norwich. Um, he got the goal and then he set up Timo Puki. He put Norwich 2-0 up. Um, play through Puki. Puki got taken down. Um, and the penalty was given right decision. Puki tucked it home. Rico Henry pulled one back for Brentford. Um, obviously, the one thing to talk about after the game, Norwich obviously mm. get their first win of the season. <laughs> and then what's his first name? Daniel. Daniel Farkar. Yeah, Daniel Farkar got sacked. It obviously looks like it was a decision that was made before the game, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah. how you waited so long to win a fucking match and you win one and he's like, Imanja. But, um, <laughs> but obviously, again, perfect time, international break. Yeah, I, to, I said this, this yeah. is the time of the season where everyone does it. Yeah. But do you lot agree with it? It's long overdue. Mm. I mean, I think it's. I, I hear that, but then, but I just think whoever comes in still ain't gonna do shit. That's kind that, of that what squad, I thought. That squad's just not good enough. <laughs> you I mean, never know. And defense, I, I think that defensively that you, they you can improve from what what Farker has done. Like I, I think we spoke about it before, and we kind of joked and said, "Nah, why are they gonna sack him for?" Just let him get them relegated because that's what's going to happen anyway. So just let him get them relegated and then start again in the championship. Mm. But obviously the club are looking at this as their last roll of the dice. They want to be ambitious maybe and say, look, fuck it. Let's, let's, we believe that we can still stay up. It's going to be a tough ask. We'll look at the table later. But I think that puts them on five points. Five points now. Yeah. We were talking about the points thing just last week. yeah. yeah. Which is crazy, and then they pick up their first three. Um, as I said, you you can't sit there and say you're shocked, yeah, because they've been shocking. But as I said, like I think they're going to get relegated anyway. Obviously, the club are not going to want to have that mentality. Of course, they want. If you have that mentality, you might as well just forget everything. You might as well not buy any players. You might as well sell your best players and just get relegated. I mean, um, I understand them, their thing last season where they were like, um, the last time in the Premier League, they're like, look, we've come up. Okay, we'll go back down, but we're going to take the money with us and then we're going to come back stronger. Which they did. They came back. They rolled through the championship back. So you're thinking, okay, now they're good. They've definitely got some premiership, the previous premiership money to back them and this and the other. And then they still didn't really do much with it. Uh, they did. Um, they didn't really give him enough tools to, to do the job with. Yeah, that's what I think. Do you know what? I, I think he'll go somewhere else. He could go somewhere else and do well. Mm. I, I really do, man. Um, yeah, I don't know attacking, what job. Attacking minded. Yeah. Maybe go back to maybe go back to the go to the Bundesliga, I think. There's teams there that I feel the way he, he kind of coaches and the way he structures the team, I think you have no problem getting another job maybe in the Bundesliga. Mm. Mm. Possibly. Um Let's talk about who could come in then. Um, I think Frank Lampard's the favourite for the job. Um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. I mean, his favourite's been linked with it, but it's like, does he want it? What, 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 what do you think? That's a good job for him. I think it's a good, I think it's a good education for him to have a job like Norwich. What, get really? I mean, I, if he keeps them up, Oh, he's, a he's, he's, he's a don. He's, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, a guy. <laughs> he's got a lot. He's got a lot to win. Put it that way for his mm. reputation. But I mean, look, would Frank Lampard being relegated with Norwich be the worst thing? They're a good club. They're well run. They'll come back, yeah. And then you would think they would come back, and then he would have a real go at it in the prem. So maybe it's not the worst thing. For him to take that, I don't know. I mean, now I'm thinking about it now because I, I, first of all, I was like, nah, man. Like, but I just, that relies I on I, him coming back up, though. I think with the parachute money that they get, I mean, it's so corrupt in the championship. Once you, if you go down, you've got the parachute payment, it, it yeah, that first season, basically, yeah, 
I mean, obviously, mm. expects players to kind of go if they go down again. Yeah. Like, um, what's his name? I think Max Aaron's will go this time. Max Aaron's definitely Cantwell. Yeah. Maybe Cantwell, be, I'm sure his contract mm. probably come to an end soon or something. It wasn't championship <laughs> manager or anything. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, yeah, Frank's a good shot. I don't know who the other names are. Do you know who the other names that are linked? To be honest, no. All I'm hearing is Frank. Yeah, I can't. I can't see. Um, imagine any championship managers who are close to the promotion spots looking at Norwich and thinking, Nah. Yeah. What? What to take the job? To take the job. Yeah, I, I couldn't see. Dean Smith. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, Roy Hodgson. Roy, 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 I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to say it because it sounded kind of bad when I think of it. Who's next manager? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? No, no. Well, that's, that's the right fit for Ole Norwich. Yeah, that's his level right there. Um, okay, so we kind of think that would be an interesting one if Frank took it. Um, let's go Stamford Bridge. Chelsea won, Burnley won. I have to say, I don't know how the hell this ended 1-1. Wow, yeah, shocked. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea battered shocked. them. Chelsea batted <laughs> them and they could not get a second goal. Um, the chances they had, man, is a wonderful cross from um, Reese James and Sam Havertz for the goal. Um, Chelsea had 25 shots, but only four on target. While Norwich had five shots, just two on target. But they literally scored with 10 minutes to go. A nice work goal, like it was played into the box, nicely chested down by um, Jay Rodriguez. This kind of shows Chelsea missing a striker, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like last season. Yeah. With no Lukaku. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, both their strikers are out injured. 25 shots in the fourth target. That definitely shows they're missing. Who's the other striker? Well, Werner. They would have even less on target. They would have even less on target. That guy fucking... Yeah, but that, that guy scores goals, which gets VAR, VAR to rub out, bro. Yeah, well, exactly, so they don't count, so... <laughs> um, yeah, so... More shots point, than Spurs, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drop, drop points for Chelsea. Definitely. Um, and a huge point for Burnley, you would think. And it, as I said, that's Sean Dyche thing when they slowly climb. Like we're all I mean, to come to the bridge, that's going to give them confidence, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, obviously, Pope was magnificent. Magnificent oh, in goal, Pope. Great um, save from um, Hudson Odoi, man. Uh, with the, was it with the feet or? Yeah, great save or shit finish. Well, because one of the, he, one of the two. like the finish wasn't great. He didn't really hit it. Like you well. were just there giving Pope props, and then you're about to say, <laughs> "No, no, no!" But he mentioned on, that chance, and I was just saying <laughs> yeah, in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, no, no, I played. I'm playing. Why not? I Pope. Pope Yeah, I, uh, we're eyeing up kind of a few goalkeepers, but let's not talk about Spurs right now. Oh, you could take um, Leno off our hands, bro. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Let's go Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Ooh. Patrick Vieira doing wonders now there at Crystal Palace. 2-0 victory. 
Wilfred Zaha and Gallagher both scored last week and they both scored again this week. Zaha first and then Gallagher scored the winner. Um, yeah, man, Patrick Vieira, boy, he's, he's doing... He's doing bits down there at Crystal Palace. He's got a nice click. I, I said in the summer that they had a good summer, man. Yeah. Um, Connor Gallagher, we, we've yeah. seen him up. I was going to say, West it's like against when we talked about when they, they played us and got the... the you can see yeah. the style of play. He's got, a, he's got a way he wants to do it. And it's it started to come together. And the players are buying into it. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because it's early days so that they're jumping on it and then... Yeah, you know, yeah that can happen. Yeah. But... It One looks, confidence gets knocked. Yeah, but I'm saying, but it looks decent. Like the players it's are that, properly on it. it. There's, there's that no fear. Yeah. You know, some some players, you know, they play with that. That they're But this team, I don't know whether or not because he's gone down the route of young players. Yeah, and, that's definitely how. I think that was the thing, you know, like obviously in the summer when a whole load of their players went out of contract. So basically, yeah, yeah, he started yeah, yeah. with he started with a clean slate. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, he's got a few of the ones that were still there, but so he's got a little bit of a spine. But he came in with a clean slate and just. Rebuilt, mm. which I'm surprised they they blended so so quickly. But why? Props to him, man. Brought in the two centre backs, Mark Gahey and um, Jertram Anderson in mm. midfield. I mean, look, that's working. Man. James McCarthy is always reliable. Yeah, McCarthy, yeah. sorry, always reliable. Um, yeah, Conor Gallagher yeah. will run his ass off. You know what I mean? He'll run himself into the ground for you. But the emergence of, of Benteke, man. Bits. Yeah, Benteke looks like he's coming. Like he's yeah. showing signs of, of he's really up for it this season. Edward has been a decent signing and he's getting Zaha scoring goals. So mm. he's doing a great job, man. Oh, that at least say you as well, man. Oh, yeah. When he comes off the bench and doing bits. Yeah, I, I need to see him a bit more. But yeah, I've, I've heard good things oh. about I heard good things yeah. about him. Well, he's coming back, bro. He's... he's Oh, he's coming back, yeah? Yeah, he's coming back. He's Nigerian international. <laughs> Elise as well. No, let's not forget about him as well, my friend. Oh, that says French on there, bro. <laughs> Look, French flag. Yeah. Oh, please. Wow. <laughs> well, them things will be changed quickly. Just like I saw Matty Cash with a Poland flag. Next Poland, season, that's bro. right. Things change him. quick. You tell him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So... What's next? Next was the 5-30 kickoff between Brighton and Newcastle. Brighton won. Newcastle won. Trossard scored a penalty. He won the penalty. then took the penalty. I was delighted, obviously, because he's in my dream team. Um, <laughs> and Newcastle stayed in there, man. They stayed in there. They hung in there and yeah. they improved second half and um, they got their equaliser through Isaac Hayden of all people popped up. Um, Former Guna, just saying. Yeah, shit player. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the sending off? That's it crazy, was a sending off. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, basically, this happened in the 92nd minute. The goalkeeper came miles out of his goal. Wilson denied him a goal scoring opportunity. Was, was going round him and I, I don't know if he meant it, but he landed perfectly on the back of his leg. And Wilson had a kind of empty goal to run towards, and he just looked like he went down like he got shot. There, yeah, the goalkeeper did get enough contact on him straight. Well, they went after the VAR. Look at it. They sent him off for the right decision. Um, right, let's talk about 
Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe has been confirmed that he's going to take the job. He was in the stands for this game. That was before it was confirmed like that. Yeah. It was delayed for a little while because of, I think it was something to do with staff. Yeah, I think it's about his backroom yeah. staff and yeah, stuff. He want, yeah, he yeah. wanted a certain amount of people and stuff. Um, I'll ask you two questions. One, Eddie Howe at Newcastle, um, good suit. For the time being, I think. For the time the, being. So it's, it's, a, it's a guinea pig appointment, isn't it? Just to see how things go. I mean, if he... Yeah, but they can't if, afford to see how things go because they'll be really good. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, out of who who realistically was going to really come to come to Newcastle? The first, obviously, this I know they've been taken over, but he was probably the best available manager. Who was out? He's been out of the, out of work for a while to come in. He knows a few of the players already. He's worked with at Bournemouth, so instantly he might be able to get things going, get get the team going and they'll play a different brand of football because he, mm. he does play decent football. So mm. try to get a response there, try to get to January, hopefully pick up some points and make a couple of signings and just see. I think for Newcastle, it was imperative to just kind of weather the storm, get out of the relegation zone and hopefully with with how he can he can kind of inspire them and get them get get them up the table. That, that's all Newcastle can hope for. Definitely a good suit, knowing that he's got a few of his old players there. Um, and obviously a good suit that he's got experience in the Premier League and experience in relegation battles with Bournemouth. Um, so definitely out of the candidates, he was, I would say he's the best suited, you would say, on that, on paper anyway. Um, obviously they approached Emery, but that didn't happen. The club turned it down and then... Emery seemed like he was turned down. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. Um, there was talks of Fonseca, which again he hasn't been in the Premier League, and he was more like he's like a gung ho kind of coach. So, do you really want to do that halfway change that halfway through a season? He's more the coach that's going to come in after this guy. Yeah, I'm not saying no. Oh, things getting sacked in the summer, but you know what I mean. It's sort of like no, but it's kind of true. It's kind of true. That will come in because I think if yeah. Eddie Howe did keep them up, but by the skin of their teeth, and they wasn't really impressed with him, mm. then they could sack him and get Fonseca. You know no, what I mean? You've got a summer to spend some dough on, and he's got a summer to work with the players and, yeah. and try and use uh, implement his style. And it's a fresh kind of start. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, where yeah. I think Eddie Howe maybe was the right kind of suit for now, especially with um, Graham Jones. I, I would guess that he's going to stay and how. But what Eddie was I going to say? But you got Eddie Howe. Okay, but you need to stay up. But I mean, his Bournemouth teams were very open, man. Yeah. Is it. Uh, you can't come with a philosophy of we're going to score more than you when you're not really scoring goals because you're going to have to sort of sign out in your. From your previous style to be to shore up that defensively, mm. but don't go down the Steve Bruce route of going five. They definitely one or need some some signings, man, because it's a championship team. And, and and I would say his Bournemouth defense, yeah, better defenders. To be honest, yeah. but my brother made a very good point. A very good point. I don't know what you look for. Going after Nathan Aki. Yeah, Makes maybe sense. on loan or something to the end of the season. 
Blood, who cares? We scored, man. It was a black guy anyway. For a black guy for Watford. <laughs> just to say, a black guy for Watford. <laughs> Go down that lineup, blood. I hope it's not my boy uh, Peter, blood. Was it? Uh... I don't know. I don't know who it was. It might it have been that. It was Sissoko, wasn't it? No, nah, no, nah, it might not have been a black nah, guy. It, might have, the, been it might have been the Turkish shoot. Nah, Sissoko. No, I think, it, I think it was the Turkish shoot who got who, who was picked. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And he got... Two fan or whatever his name is. If that's yeah, it, yeah. It looked like a bit yeah. of an aggressive foul. Then Danny Rose picked the ball out for him because he was on the floor in agony. Um, no, I think he just miskicked it, bro. That wasn't... Yeah, the yeah. Player. And then Lacazette <laughs> took the throw in, which in a normal situation, he would just throw it back to Watford, but... He decided to throw it to his Arsenal player and Tomiyasu then whipped it across. It was cleared and Saar felt he was fouled and eventually it fell to Emil Smith-Rowe who tucked into the bottom corner. Ben, he White, been... was, ben White was weaving through like, like he was like Bambi yeah. on through the... Through, through. <laughs> he um, was on one. Let's, let's talk about Emil Smith-Rowe. Um, he's been called up to the England squad. He's replaced. Don't like it. I think it's Rashford and... I think Rashford, Mount's not gone. Yeah, there's a couple of people anyway. That, yeah. So that's the only reason why he got called up. Um, no, he's not Dan, you, you said you're not happy. Why? I'd rather he stayed, at, stayed and trained with us. No, but you would have gone to no under addition. 21. But I don't want... Or if he goes under 21, but I just don't want them... Sh- the stupidness of going away. I hate England games anyway. I don't want any of my players to go there. Yeah. It's a waste of time. I don't want any of my players going international football. Yeah, you might have travelling worldwide, blood. Your players, blood. Well, Girls. you know what I mean? We've got international superstars. That's what it is. I don't know about superstars, but you might have travelling the world, no, blood. Have you seen Sun in um, South Ah, Korea? yeah, Sun's an yeah, exception, but, 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 but like I said, but Romero and the, and the other man then, blood. Speak for... <laughs> um... <laughs> David, what do you think about Amos Smith, bro? I think he's, you know, like I said, that there was a lot of pressure for him giving him that number 10 shirt. I know I was listening to Roy Keane. He said that he needs to add some goals to his game, and that's what he's doing. He's performing well. Adding a lot of deflections to the strikes <laughs> to get them in the bottom corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's performing well, and he's becoming um, very influential to how Arsenal are playing, and Arteta's got so much faith in him, and and look, he's making a name for himself. Now, do I believe he should be a part of the England squad? No. I think it's too early. I think I don't think he needs that type of exposure. I don't think he needs that type of that pressure. And that's the problem with you know young players. I think they need to kind of keep them under wrapped up under you know wrapped protect them. And I think he needs to be protected because you know I don't think he needs that needs to be around that environment. Like like Dan said, stay with Arsenal, train behind the scenes, and you know he will get his opportunities young enough. I just concentrate playing well for Arsenal. But you know, I think he, he's know, just gonna sit on a bench. I don't think yeah. he's gonna get no time. He, well, well, I think you know, some of the games that are England have got, he's bound to get some minutes anyway. But um who is it? Yeah. Al- Albania and Albania, yeah. And England are good as, as good as yeah. England is good as qualified anyway. So I I'm I'm sure that Southgate's gonna experiment to some some point and I think Don't start know, me on Southgate. Absolute shit. Yeah, well, I said Ollie in a waistcoat, blood, personally, but that's. I said it. Southgate, <laughs> God, blood. Now, Emma Smith Rowe, like, he's, he's, he's a good player, man. He, he travels with the ball well. As I say, his, his shooting isn't very great, to be honest. Um, well, come in time. I think, I, come I, I think time. that's more because when he travels with the ball, he travels kind of quick. 
Like, he keeps it under control, but it's a whole other skill to be able to, you know what I mean, plant your shots and that while you're on the move yeah. like that. Because um, like, you look at his yeah. Villa goal, I mean, it was a huge deflection. That shot was yeah. literally going nowhere. It was going to crawl to the goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> but for the deflection, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, nah, he's definitely a good player. As a, If you were an Arsenal fan, you're going to be excited about him. Um, what he's doing, um, you've got him on one side, you've got um, Saka on the other. So yeah. Love I just hope loving, it's like. not an anticlimax like um, bullshit. We said the same thing. Yeah, no, nah, it does. It does. I mean, anything. obviously, we were going to say with bullshit was injuries and stuff, which, yeah, it played a big part. But also, as I said, the, the more you settle into the Premier League, the more people know you, the more you start having a name. It brings up bigger tests. Look at Deli Ali. And we understand Deli Ali, some people could say it, it, it's his life off the pitch as... He's more interested in that and stuff. And, and and you might be right about that. But also the other side is, as you get older, you want to change your game in certain aspects. And sometimes you try and change it in the wrong departments and you get in your mind frame that, no, nah, I'm good enough to yeah. make this work. And it's just not what's... Yeah. You've just not got them mechanics in you to, to play that way. Um, mm. But as I said, right now, he's, he's, he's doing really well. He's settling in. Um, it's going to be a big pressure because everyone's going to talk about him like he's Jesus Christ. But look, Saka dealt with the pressure. Are they cut from the same cloth? If they are, then then you'll do well because Saka is a very calm. You can see that. You know what I mean? And they don't like, there's any slowing down I, with Saka. through his veins, blood. That's, yeah, that's he, he, he'll effect, just blood. he'll just leave Arsenal. That's all that will happen. <laughs> he'll just leave Arsenal and go to someone like Liverpool. I said it from day. He'll end up at Liverpool and. He's, but I, I think going back to um, Arsenal, their performances, and I, I know it's quite hard for you, Remy, to kind of. Oh, you're going to gas them up. It's ridiculous. Man. <laughs> I'm not gas gassing them up. I'm just saying, on, I'm just man. seeing what. All I'm going to say on the situation is that look, they're getting points. They're going about their business. I just hope their fans don't get too gassed because I've seen it on social media. They're going hi ho, hi ho, up the table we go. That, listen, there's going to be bigger tests coming up. So I just think at the moment, you know, they got past that Leicester test. I think that was a gut check and they passed it. You know, expect to beat Watford. Just, just go behind the radar. Just keep getting as much points as possible and just maintain a level of realism. You know, I think top six for Arsenal this season is a good season. And yeah, if you get top four... Listen, that, of course. That, that, and, and with no Europe, with no Europe, they've got a huge advantage. And hmm. if they didn't finish... I know people can say, oh, but their squad is young. And it doesn't matter because you still got two guys up front that cost you over 50 million pounds and got a lot of experience. And one of them, people two years ago, was a world-class player. You know what I mean? So they definitely got enough to, to get them into that top six with, with no European football, definitely. If they had European football, then it's a top eight kind of scrap. But, but they're we'll definitely going to benefit. I mean, I mean yeah, 100%. Uh, how can you not? How can spoke, you not? Yeah, you're going to benefit getting used to the style of the Premier League and playing in week in, week out. And training. So only get and training. Yeah. Training. You're in so much well, time. Like, like I've, I think I've said it on previous episodes, it's like, it's a young squad. Mm. There's going to be setbacks. For now, okay, yes, we're going up the table, but come on. Like, what, we got Liverpool next? Mm. Yeah. Now, that's a test. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you can say of Liverpool being in a little, little dip in form, but, I mean, they're not all of a sudden shit. So, that'll be... That'll be a challenge. But yeah. 
realistically, I'm not there going, no, we're going to we're going to spend it, Bruh, As long as we don't get pumped like United did, no disrespect <laughs> there. Do you know? But do you know what I mean? Because how we lost yeah, to yeah. how we yeah. lost to Man City to start of the season five. I yeah. know um, my Monday got sent off, and did it, but as yeah. long as we don't get pumped and we show a good account, yeah, I'll be kind of happy. It's but about it's a confidence. Thing. It, but it's a reflection yeah, yeah. to see how how far Arsenal have come since the that run. How our te- yeah. the, the the players are bedded in and see how they've improved and they're playing against a really good team and seeing how well they, they you know they perform. Because I've said before, like if we lose, don't get me wrong, I, I hate I hate to see my team lose. But if we show a good account of ourselves and we show that we fought, I, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not going to hate. If we go up there and oh, that we don't have shots, we don't do nothing, then I'm like. Oh, I'm not an Arteta route, but it's like, mm, we're not where everyone, all of these fans think we are. Just, mm. just sh- sh- have, have a decent performance. If we lose, we lose, but do bits if you can. And, and I'll take that as something promising. That's my take on it. Because uh, like you said, they expect too much too goddamn soon. I'm fucking mm. up about Arsenal, yeah? Cheers. Right. Um, so, <laughs> uh, let's, let's go Goodison Park. Um, not much to talk about here, really. Ended 0-0 between Everton and Spurs. Again, no shot on target for Tottenham. Very disappointing. Um, the only real talking point was Mason Holgate was sent off in injury time. One of them challenges where he cleared the ball, but he looked like he overextended kind of almost on purpose. He made it look like that. Anyway, I don't know if he did. He only he knows. Mm. Um, and caught... Um, Hoiberg and he got sent off straight right I was going to say obviously you didn't get a shot on target but what did you see from the game that Conte's come in and done? Um, obviously the lineup, the the, the system change um, mm. he's I think we go, all know he knew he was going to go three in a bit yeah he's going <laughs> three three four three basically at the moment with mm. Lucas Son supporting Harry Kane um the wing-backs, Regulon and um, Emerson Royale. Skip, he's trusted Skip and Hoiberg in the middle. And he's brought back in Ben Davis to play on the left-hand side of the three. He's left-footed, it kind mm. of makes sense. And he's playing Dyer and Romero. Um, so, yeah, you could definitely see... Um, with the shape, you could definitely see there's an understanding already. You could see that he's, his impact already, that they know where to be. You could see mm. that. So structure-wise, we look 10 times better. In the build-up, we look like we know where we each other are, where we expect uh, each other. As I said, the problem, and, and to be honest, this is where you have to feel sorry for Nuno, the problem this season has a lot been, sometimes not just the tactics, just the quality and the confidence in that final third. And hopefully over mm-hmm. the weeks now, Conte can add that confidence to them because they look shot of confidence when it comes to that final third, man. The final pass, we know... Harry Kane is struggling. I mean, his touch is shocking. His awareness is... Nothing is going really well for him. I mean, he did one really good cross for Reglon back post. Yeah. Reglon should say, do, do you think Ndombele is going to be a casualty of Conte? Or you... Um, we'll see. Look, it's you early. You see into this. It's early. I'm just saying, obviously, off the back of like no no shots and not some of the creativity or thing like that. That's what I'm saying. Well, from what I've heard, this is what I've heard. I've Mm. heard that Conte is going to change things in the next coming week. He's going to change the formation Uh, to a three-four 
one two. Mm-hmm. So more of what he did with Inner instead of what he's doing now, which is what he did with Chelsea. Remember, we have William and Hazard either side yeah, yeah. of Costa. Mm-hmm. So that number ten spot. <laughs> would then become available and would be a position and who would fill it? I mm-hmm. don't know. At the moment, Lasalso just looks dead of confidence. The guy can't take a corner. I mean, he hit the post in this game. Decent shot, but he's just looking worse and worse at the moment. His confidence is really shot. So, mm. I don't know what happened with that. Obviously, Underbelly is not travelling with France. He's not been called up again. So, Conte is going to be working with him. So, he would think that he would have an advantage after the international break to get that start if he was going to make that change, which is being rumoured. This is what I'm hearing anyway. I'm yeah. hearing that it will change the formation. Um, and I'm hearing good things coming out of the club at the moment, positive things that the players are really enjoying it. And um, they like that he's very detailed, that he's very specific. He, he, he talks them through where he wants them to be and what to do and stuff. So, yeah, there's positive things that I'm hearing, but Look, the most important thing is us picking up points. Um, we picked up a draw. I think a draw was probably a fair result. They went, they got a penalty given kind of very late in the game and then VAR rescinded it because Loris yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, looked like he got a couple of fingers on the board. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, as I said, for me, the worry is that final third, man. The, the final pass from Sun, Kane... Lucas and and they're all guilty of it. They're all guilty of it. The 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 advantages, as I said, to Conte's formation is that the wing backs get forward and, and we'll get a lot of situations where one wing back will end up crossing and the other wing back will get on the end of it. And we saw the example with Harry Kane, as I said, all right, he's not playing wing back, but he crossed the ball for Regulon back post and Regulon crossed for Emerson Royale, who should have hit the target with the header, to be honest. Terrible having this target. You know what I mean? So we're going to see more of that, but in between that, we need to see better from our, our creative players. We know in the mm. summer, from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing a stamp that he's going to look for a defender, a midfielder and a striker. And he's been given the license that, what I said, and I said it a couple of episodes, it needs to be that if Conte really believes in the player and says, listen, will you give me this player? I can make us win. I can take us mm. places. I need this player. Just pay that extra. And I'm hearing that the club will back him in that if he has a scenario like that, if he really believes that this player will improve the squad and put the trust in him. So that's good to hear. That's what we need. Um, yeah, so I heard that you lot are linked with Brozovic because I know he's not signed a new contract. Yeah, yeah. Brozovic and, and Kessie con- both ain't signed a contract. So it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be either or one of them. The centre-back, it could be Srinia, it could be De Vrij. Mm. Um, it could be Ramagnoli from um, AC Milan. And the striker, it looks clear that it's going to be Vlahovic. Mm. We're going to have to, seems like we're going to have to battle with Juventus. I think Atletico have kind of distanced himself now. Apparently, Arsenal's interest is not real. Um, so, yeah, it seems like that is the guy that Conte and Paratici want. And at this moment, we well, at this moment for three years, four years, we've needed another striker, and we haven't brought them one in. And I think that's mm. clearly what we need: someone who's going to kick Harry up the arse and shit. Be like, shit, I got maybe I got a bit of competition here. Someone who could take my spot. And Vlahovic is not this two 
far from Harry's kind of attributes. Mm. So, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, talking about strikers, Everton struggling to win again. Um, no Calvert-Lewin. How, how much of an effect do you think that is? Yeah, I think it's a massive effect because I mean they know how important his influence and his aerial play in, the, in in that team. They're lacking that presence, and you know Benitez has kind of sorted out that you know the one big problem that they had last season was width into Dominic Calvert Lewin, and they've addressed that with guys like Gray and Townsend. And unfortunately, he's going for a period of injury, so they are missing him. But also, I don't think it's only him that they're missing. You know, not having Decore. It just seems a bit of a mismatch and defensively they seem yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the place. And it's, I, I think it's a bit unlucky for Benitez, like I mentioned before. A couple of injuries kind of derailed the way Everton have performed over the over the last couple of weeks and it's affected their performance, not being able to be as impactful as they were. Yeah, so they're just going to have to ride it out. Until and let Delph come, come out of woodwork. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I didn't even realise he was still there. I saw... I no, I was going to say Cech Tosin. I was like, wrong, if you're, wrong if you're guy. used to play, yeah, wrong play guy. with someone, if you're going to play with someone up top, with um, Calvin Lewin was your guy, Cech yeah, Tosin's a big, a big, oh, is he still Rondon. there? Rondon, yeah. yeah that's Rondon. what I just saw. I saw him on the bench. Cech Tosin, bro. I'm just saying, oh, you've got yeah. two big strikers there who will attack a ball who, like, of the similar way that um, Calvin Lewin will play. Run with it. All right, let's go, Leeds. And it leads one Leicester one Leicester with the visitors. Um, Rafinha again for Leeds. Um, put them ahead, and two minutes after, Harvey won. Oh, hey, did you see his goal? Oh, tremendous! <laughs> hey, oh, oh, crazy! Tremendous. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Yeah, he put that top bins. Um, I didn't know he had that in him. He's in my dream team. Nah, he had it, he had it in the team. I'm, he's under consideration for the fantasy. Bro, like that. Um, again, what's it? One win for Leeds this season or two? I think it's one. one I think no, 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 that's a lie. That's a lie. They beat Norwich and they beat Watford, so two. two. Um, so they must still be down there. Mm. Um, Leicester still struggling to find that consistent form, and then Leicester have one ruled out towards the end. Lookman, yeah, 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 that yeah. Went, yeah. went too far. Like- he was just offside, isn't it? Just, yeah, just offside. Went to bar. Yeah. yeah. And keep his Nigerian arm in blood when it was required, bro. But <laughs> one time the Nigerian let the team down. Shit. Yeah, that's it, bro. <laughs> Don't happen too much, too often. So. All right. The final game. Let's go to London Stadium. Um, West Ham versus Liverpool. What's the Monday night game, isn't it? No, no. no. Super Sunday. Sunday. Super Sunday. Super Sunday. I'm buzzing. Full yeah. 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, 3-2 winners, West Ham. Boy, they're still going, man. Still marching on. Own <laughs> goal by Alisson. Sounds surprised. Huh? Sounds no, surprised. No, listen. Look, Liverpool. You know Liverpool, isn't it? So, mm. it's an impressive win, man. Um, yeah. Own goal from Alisson. I didn't see much of the goals. I don't think I saw any. Um, I think I saw four yeah. Niles. Um, yeah, from, then, the first goal is for Niles Cross and Alisson. And I, 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 I didn't really deal with it properly, yeah. Oh. I, I, wanna, I don't know if he got a touch of it, but Alisson was really at fault for that goal. Um, 
and then try to it's on the equalize. It was a free kick, isn't it? That was a banging free kick. Tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I was hearing. Textbook Arnold, man. Uh and then for now's put West Ham two one up. Then Kazuma put them three one up. And it was a late goal from Divock Origi. Div- What's his name? Divock. Divock. Yeah, yeah Divock Origi. Yeah, good goal. Um, was a good goal. Yeah. Well, what was I yeah. going to say? For, for, for Origi. They're, they're saying um, Ogbonna's out with ACL. Yeah, ACL, yeah. man. Pete. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think that, that's going to do for West Ham season? I don't know, uh, man. Because him what? and Zuma have been a strong, strong yeah. That's the thing; now, it man. breaks up a partnership. But I, yeah, I do, yeah. I do like Dawson. Obviously, Dawson's a bit yeah. different, but they got mm. Diop as well who can come in, and they got they got options, man. Yeah, yeah, they got options there still. Like if it was striker, they'd be fucked. But <laughs> seeing as well, um, they're soon to be the next team with a lot of money as well. If this, yeah, if this check. People come this in. Check where it comes in, yeah. Yeah, and they got yeah, like they, three check players as well, isn't it? Yeah, they got, the, got the foundations in there already, man. Suchek, um, Kufal, and Crow. Ben Johnson's holding on that right back position yeah, right now. No, all for his dear life. <laughs> <laughs> um, this what we're gonna look at. Let's see the table. Yes, yeah, see the uh, table. Boys, man, he's just he's pulling out these wins, man. I'll give him credit, man. Still, oh, yeah. still top of the table at Chelsea, 26 points. Still just one defeat. Um, the top four is Manchester City, West Ham, and Liverpool. Moving up to fifth, and then Wankers, Arsenal. Yeah, um, um, And then followed by Man United and Brighton, both on 17 points. Wow, shocking. Then come Wolves, you know. Wolves yeah. and Spurs. Joint with 16 points and the Spurs top are in 10. Asgard right now. Nice. <laughs> the top 10 is made up by Crystal Palace. Drops for Everton and Leicester. Um, Southampton move up to 13th. Brentford move down to 14th. Now look like they could have a they're getting dragged into that battle. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Leeds move up to 15th. And as we say, still only two wins this season. Aston Villa, obviously, Dean Smith was sacked. They moved down 16th. Watford down 17th under Ranieri. And the bottom three is Burnley with eight points. So two points or three points, you could say, of coming out of the relegation zone. And then both on five points come Newcastle 19th and Norwich on 20, 20th. I mean. um, and Newcastle still winless. Yeah, it's mad. Crazy. That's mad. Even Norwich won before them. Shit. <laughs> um, still couldn't even overtake them. Uh-huh. Um, after the national break, um, here are the fixtures on Saturday early kickoff: Leicester versus Chelsea. Then at three o'clock, Aston Villa versus Brighton, Burnley versus Crystal Palace, Newcastle versus Brentford, Norwich at home, Southampton, and then United go to Watford. And also at three o'clock, Jesus Christ, they're filling up the three o'clock games. Wolves at home. Champions yeah. League in it on the on the midweek, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Wolves at home to West Ham, and at five thirty from Anfield, it's Liverpool versus Arsenal, and then Sunday, um, Manchester City versus Everton at two o'clock, and then to end the football on the week of the week, um, 
It's my eyes deceiving me or Spurs on TV. What's going on? Spurs <laughs> at home against Leeds. You know what? Every time they're on TV, I'm at the match. Mm. Every time I'm not at the match, and I'm on TV. So I just say, this could end up ruining your week if you go there and you lose. Oh, can't they Spurs game at home? Don't say that. I'd be upset. Um, that's episode, what do we say? 32. 32. 32. Yeah, game 32. Game week 11. That's it wrapped up. We've got a shit international break now. So it's maybe we'll come with shift. some. Maybe we'll come with some headlines episode if we can squeeze one in. Um, our next episode will be the recap of 268. Um, us three will be there for that. Looking forward for that one, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still, yeah. Yeah, safe, spoilers, safe. man. Spoilers, man. She <laughs> safe, David. Safe, Dan. Um, safe room. And yeah, no peace. worries.